We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here virtually with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the Tweet Machine. You see my handle right there in the bottom of the screen. For those on YouTube and for those listening on the audio version, you guys already know what time it is. Uh, Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206. And that is CKID206. If, if for the YouTube uh, watchers right now, the, I, I, I just chugged a little piece of beer um, because I can't believe I had to watch a preseason game sober. They don't know. They don't realize that um, they make an announcement in the press box every night. Um, it's like no cheering. Don't bring your homies up there and like no alcohol in the press box. Those are like the three and whoever's the pool reporter that can talk to the referees after the game. I think it's like Curtis Crabtree. So those are the four like main things they announce and. Usually I'm okay with the like ah oh, don't drink up here like I'm still against it but like preseason yeah Ugh, come on man we gotta get that I know Chris don't uh, Chris don't drink but like we gotta get that we gotta get that rule change gotta fix it huh you weren't you weren't you weren't for it is what it sounds like so go ahead and get your get your beer on man I ain't mad at you well and it. also I mean they can see I'm gonna show on YouTube they uh the, the Bud Light sent me some Seahawk beer oh yeah I saw that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they sent me a, a care package of beer so that was <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, after that game, but Chris, let's get into it. This episode yes. shouldn't be too long, man. This that game was bad. Like if you're listening to this now or watching, you saw the Seahawks got smoked, smoked in the preseason, which you don't usually see. They got smoked bad, <laughs> thirty to three, uh, by the Denver Broncos. Who, to be fair, like disclaimer, the Denver played its starters, like most of its starters on both sides of the ball. Without, I think on offense they were only without um, Cortland Sutton. Um, I want to say, and then on defense they were just without like Vaughn, Vaughn Miller. Miller. Yeah, who matters, obviously, but like that puts in perspective. Whereas Seattle didn't play. Let me see if I can remember Chris off the top of my head. Russ, DK, Tyler, uh, Gerald Everett, Will Disley, Brandon Shell, Dwayne Brown, Chris Carson, and Ethan Posey. That everybody, Freddie Swain didn't play on offense. He played pe- special teams, but didn't play on offense. And D. Eskridge didn't suit up. That's the whole offense, damn near. Uh, oh, Gabe Jackson also didn't play right guard. And then Damian Lewis played like two series. And on defense, you got no Bobby, no Quandre, no Jamal. Let's see if I can remember everybody. No Kerry Hyder, no Carlos Dunlap, no Benson Mayo, and no Puna Ford. Um, no Robert Candice, no DJ Reed. That's a lot of guys. So, like, the, the lopsided score, I'll cut them some slack for, like, a little bit. They still should have lost because Denver played their starters longer. But even when it was scrubs on – I don't want to say scrubs on scrubs. Even when it was backups on backups, it was still ugly in Denver's favor. And, like, I don't – being there didn't make it any less bad. I don't know. How, how did it feel at, at the crib watching that? It was – it was sloppy, but – Again, you pointed it out earlier. It was the fact that they were going up against the number one, not the number. They're going up against the starters for the Broncos, and that that's a, a challenge in itself. You got outside of Von Miller rushing you, you still have Bradley Chubb coming in there, 
You got Justin Simmons mm-hmm. in the backfield making plays. I get it. They there played Patrick were, Sertan, right, as well? I believe so. I believe he was out there. Not that he made a play or anything, but just the fact that their starters were out there. Right. It made it challenging for Alex Magoo, who usually goes up against twos and threes. So he was in an, ex- in an experience in a game environment where, oh, God, th- you know, these are starters. <laughs> and these guys are good. I'm not going to lie. Like, the first series before the interception, okay, he was – he was calm, collective. The pass rush was getting there. He was going through his read, trying to make a play, didn't work out. But after that, it it kind of became – it just got bad for him really quickly. And at this point, I was thinking, damn, is he going to play the whole first half, which he did. And I even thought to myself, maybe he's going to come out in the third quarter and then they're going to let Sean Mannion run it in the fourth. But that wasn't the case. They really – all right, Magoo, you got your first half out the way, and it wasn't good. It was it was very unfortunate for him. He struggled, especially with the performance he had in his first preseason game. I even tweeted out 50 Cent's <laughs> lyric from, oh, you in high school, you was the man, homie. What the happened to you? So I, I remixed it and said, oh, you was the man in the first preseason game. What happened, Magoo? I don't know. He it, wasn't even that like great in that first preseason game to be. He was better than what he he was on Saturday night. That that was it helps his numbers helps because he had like a forty three yard touchdown pass. Yes. in the first game, <laughs> swing pass though to DJ to, yeah to DJ to DJ Dow, who who does look good. Like he's like the one offensive player who looks consistently um good. Someone in the trenches could look consistently good as well. I just haven't like Kyle Fuller could be killing it. I just haven't watched. Gotta go back and watch film on that. Yeah, I mean, even then, I'm not like the center guru. Like, I don't, <laughs> I can tell when a center looks bad. I'm not really necessarily all that equipped to like really tell when they're excelling, especially at the little things. But when it comes to QB play, um, and t- I get, uh, I'm okay with PKO not playing the starters. Like, I guess we should get that out the way. Like, fine, don't play Russ, especially don't play Russ behind that old line for sure. I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, that makes sense. But with the, even with that, I thought the, uh-oh. We've said for a while on this show, and I've written it a ton. If something happens to Russ, it is panic mode around here at the quarterback spot. Now, Russ is made of nano bubbles and 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 and, and Jesus's blood, so he'll be fine. Like I don't think anything's going to happen to Russ, but if it does, oh no, um, oh my god, I think uh, this was a really good example of that. Again, even if Alex going against the starters, but hell, if you if you're going to be the backup. And you have to play in a game. You're going to play against the other team starters in the regular season. So eventually, you have to play starters. Like so, it's not that much of a caveat. The interception was bad. Both um, just the, the the first one's a really bad read and a bad throw. Um, the second one was I I had to check the jersey number because I seen Denver. I knew it was a screenplay because he was under pressure right away. I was like, oh, this yes. is a screen, and yep. he threw it. And I see Denver celebrating, and I was like, what the hell? He threw a pick to a defensive tackle. Show did on a screen, yeah. Oh, that's bad. You know how hard that is to do. Those guys uh, cannot catch. I think Pete summed it up in his in the presser tonight on Saturday night. He, you can't make that play. You have to throw it away. You know, just take the loss. But Magoo, yeah, just, he tried to make something out of nothing after his first turnover. You know, because hey, if he lands that and they get a first down, you know, pat on the back for Magoo. But that didn't happen. He ended up giving it to a guy that's three hundred pounds on the D line. Not a, not a good look at all. So that was very unfortunate. Not to mention, we're talking about his turnovers, that sack fumble. Ugh, that wasn't. Yeah, pretty. the more I've watched that, I've concluded that's his fault. That's his fault. Yes, that's one of those sacks that, like, I don't know how, like, a pro football focus or, like, a true media, which I also use, would grade that. I would look at that and be like, he, Alex Magoo, Alex Magoo was legitimately running the, the towards Denver's end zone. When he gets sacked, like he is running away from the line of scrimmage, like like running, not like a backpedal, you know, like looking. He is tucked and running the wrong way. I'm like, bro, what is Stone what is Stone Forsyth supposed to do with that? In a perfect world, what Alex does is when Stone's guy comes upfield, I think it was fourth and four, he scrambles to the vacated area and picks it up with his legs. Instead, yeah. he t- he gets sacked like ten yards from the line of scrimmage and then fumbles and loses the fumble. So. It would over like I don't care who you're playing, starters, backups, wherever, your reads can still be good and you can protect the football. And that's probably why Pete's looking at this film right now on his way back, like Jesus Christ, like this is bad. Like yeah. irregardless of what unit you're playing against, 
it was it was bad. And you know what? The, I mean, the Sean Mannion wasn't much better. Um, what was his? Well, let me see his final. His numbers were a little better, but they were really safe. Uh, I think he was what thirteen of twenty three for one hundred and eighteen yards. What is that per attempt? Like f- four yards? Mm, a little higher because it got to one eighteen. It's about five yards. I think that's about five yards per attempt. That's nothing. That means you're dinking and dunking. Um, he did have a couple of explosive plays to um, Travis Toy. TikTok. No, TikTok. His nickname is TikTok. That works. Uh, apparently, he has a lot of followers on TikTok. Um, so, if number 86 on Seahawks is TikTok. Uh, and then he, I think he had another one to Kay Johnson. Um, so, his numbers look a little better, but overall, it's frustrating almost how, how not good the offense has looked because it really doesn't give us a good vibe, especially up front, for what the team can do. Now, we don't know yeah. what the receivers can do. We don't know what the running backs can do. Um, we just don't. We don't know. Really, we. I mean, we kind of know what the quarterbacks can do. They did what I expect them to do: make some good throws and make some terrible throws that explain why they were free agents at one point in their careers, right? Like, if you're that good as a quarterback, you're probably not going to hit free agency. Uh, excuse me. So that's. I mean, I don't really care how good Sean Mannion and Alex Magoo play, but I do want to see like what a Aaron Fuller can do. Who I do think they had a couple of good catches today. Yeah, um, I do want to see what a Kate Johnson's can do. Who's fighting he, for a roster spot? He played pretty damn good today. I'll admit he was out there. He made a few plays. Good for him. He talked about it in the post game presser. What he he had three for thirty four. Yeah, he had a solid day. Solid night. Which is, on I think he had two drops though. That's the that's the downside. I th- I have him down for one drop for sure. Uh, yep, I have him with a drop on the drive where they went tempo. Um, on that same drive, he had a 14-yard completion. Maybe that was his. Maybe that was his only drop. Uh, and then just a bunch of nothing uh, plays. But yeah, I do think we got a, a somewhat of a good eval on him. Um, he had a couple a couple plays that went for first downs, uh, which was which was good. But I wish we saw more. Like we just can't get a good feel for the receivers when everything around them is not like great. Like. Even the running backs. Josh Johnson was the leading guy with nine carries for 30 yards. Anybody trying to see him, Otis? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not what type of time we're on in these precinct games. Like, if Penny's going to get out there, I want to see Penny. Alex Collins is going to get out there, I want to see Alex Collins. Now, um, speaking of Penny, you yeah, said it. F- five touches for – no, no, not touches. Uh, how many touches did he have? He I had – 14 maybe? He didn't – No, no, no. He had two targets, one of which was the pick, and then – which wasn't his fault at all. And then, oh, you know, I'm thinking of snaps. Excuse me. Oh, I don't know how many the snap counts aren't out yet, so I'm not sure. I think, but Pete he had in like 15 or something. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, he, he had seven. He had five five rushing attempts, two targets, one catch. Um, so six, six. touches. Yeah, that's and, not a. Uh, and I not a, if not you don't put him out there, let him let him, you know, get because I think here's my thing on on Penny. Um, and I wrote a little bit about this as well. I think the Seahawks are effectively using Pen- or essentially using Penny as a relief pitcher. Chris Carson is the starter, and they want Rashad to come in and basically be like this home run hitter. I guess I'm switching my size of the the ball on baseball now. But um, they essentially want him to come in and just throw gas. So we're back to the pitcher analogy now. Just like throw gas. Just get us out of the innings. Throw heat, right? Just don't do nothing else but just throw heat. And the same thing, they want him to come in essentially – all right, big run, big run. Chris is hitting him in the face with the, the pounding, and then we want you to just like, it's like that. I don't really think that's the best way to use Rashad. I think if you look at his film and if you look at his numbers, when he gets starter touches, he performs better. Like when he gets double-digit carries – that's when he can get closer to 100 yards. Is it when feasible gets, for the Seahawks to have Chris Carson 15 carry or 15 touches, I should say, and Penny 10 to 12 touches? Is, is that something you can see that they can do, or is that not taking fully advantage of Carson, who is a beast and can do it out of the backfield, but also you're kind of you're worried about him staying healthy with all the blows he delivers and takes? Is that something that you would probably take into consideration as to why Penny – doesn't have that pitch count. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, so you use a good word there. It's feasible. I'm looking at the definition of that. I know what it means, but I feel it's like you. possible to do easily or conveniently. So in that first definition, no, it's, okay. it's just, it's just not, it's not easy to do that. Um, but the other definition is likely probable. <laughs> I guess the answer to that is no. Double entendre. It's, my bad. Mike. As well. Not, not double entendre. There's multiple meanings to all these words. Um, it sucks because I don't know what they should do. Well, um, I like when he, when we first heard about him when he got drafted. I was big on him because he was all over the field, kick return, punt return, and I was more so like, "Oh, that's perfect because you can get Tyler Lockett just as a wide receiver." And to your point that you made, if Tyler's good at that, you just let him. You just let him do it. It doesn't matter. Like if he's good at it, cool. Ultimately, it's gone to Freddie Swain. Everyone else, DJ Reed. A lot of other players are getting their shine at it. Penny, he had an opportunity, but he just ended up being the backup running back. I think he also has an opportunity as a punt returner, kick returner. I don't know if they're ever going to give him that opportunity again. I don't think so. I don't think there so. it is. So with that being said, he literally is going to get touches on screens, halfback draws. He's just running the football that and receiving it because we saw that two years ago when he, you know, before his injury, he was really out there. Running the ball, catching passes out of the back. Yeah, he t- yeah he like, he can he can catch passes too. I just don't think that he can. I don't think he can be first round pick good production wise. Not with this team. As a yeah, I just don't think so. Especially not in that role. Not in the role where it's like, all right, Chris is tired. Go in there and get thirty yards on four touches. Well, it's like no, that's about yeah, seven no. yards a pop. That's just not. Not his game. He needs to get in the flow. He most running backs do. Very few running backs come in to spell another guy and then just immediately go off in the run game. You do get like a um if there's like a Jerome Bettis type, you get like a Willie Parker. Um, or if there's like a uh a Danian Thomas and you get like a Sproles, like in the passing game or something like that. Like the 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 backup dude is usually like a passing game guy and that's where he gets his money. Where I mean the Colts are set up the same way right now. I don't know why they're randomly in my head, but like uh, you have like a Jonathan Taylor who's going to hit you in the mouth and then Naeem Hines or whatever who's going to catch a bunch of balls you and pass right, protect. Man. Yeah, so that makes sense. But then Penny's not even their primary third down guy. It's Travis Homer. You know, it's Travis Homer in Dallas. Yeah. So I don't think that – it's not even about a talent thing. I just think his, he's not in a role to succeed. And that's unfortunate because he's in a contract year. He's a 2018 first-round pick. Um, he's finally healthy. And 
they just gave Chris Carson the bag and they have some other young guys who they'd like in those roles. So, I mean, that's why when I found out he was playing today, I was like, man, okay, cool. Let give him the whole first half. Yeah. Let's get him on double digit touches. You know, if he's healthy enough to do it. Um, and I think he was, and just, just didn't that, that, that sucked. Cause I want to see what Penny can do. Cause I do think like as a starter, like you said, in another offense probably is fine. Give him 12, 15 carries a game. Maybe even get him up to 17. He's gonna, I think he'd produce in that role. Um, but yeah. now it's just like, he's coming in and asking him to just, just always be the lightning to Chris's thunder. And I just don't think that's just how that, that's not a good use of his, his, he needs time and his rhythm. It's almost like a receiver. It's like, if I'm, if I, you come in, all I do is run goal balls and you just like, you give me two shots at like 50 yard bombs each game. It's like, okay, I might catch one, but like, that's just not, you know, everybody's game. That's why David Moore was so impressive because that's basically what they asked him to do. Like, Hey bro, you ain't going to get like two, three targets a game. Yeah. Like flash. Yeah, it's so like, all right, you guys are only going to get a couple targets, and they're going to be bombs, so catch them. <laughs> and it was like, all right. okay, David Moore caught them all. So, But I don't think that's that's Penny game. That's That was unfortunate. I thought I, I wish we would have saw more. It's not even like a, a talent thing. Really, it's just like I don't think he's being used white in this offense, in this setting. But at the same time, I don't know what to do because Chris Carson's so goddamn good, right? <laughs> so I just don't – I don't know how you take – Pen, uh, carries away from a healthy Chris Carson unless you're like actively saving him for the postseason. I was thinking in my head, there's they're kind of doing what they can. What you see and how they use Penny, that's kind of it. They have Dwayne Eskridge now, and we saw a jet sweep today. Who was it to, Mike? I'm drawing a blank on who they got the jet sweep to. Oh, I, I want to say John Arsua. Uh, I didn't write it down. I thought I did because I missed it. I was I was picking up my my uh, my pen off the floor. I looked over at Art Teal. I said, Art, what oh, yeah, was that? Yeah, here it is. Yeah, jet sweep tour. Yeah, so Penny's not going to kind of like him. a pop pass kind of thing. Yeah, so actually, it, 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 when yeah, it was a pass, completed yeah. pass. <laughs> but yeah, it was to John Osterie. That's correct. Penny's not going to get any of that. For Penny, it's running the football and screens. It'd be nice if they could implement him as a slot receiver every now and then, but I just don't see that with this offense and how they have it set up with all the receivers that they have, all the receivers that they do have. Now with D. Eskridge coming back, hopefully he plays in the third preseason game, but maybe in the third preseason game, we do see more of Penny. I mean, that's all we can hope for. Especially yeah, I don't think Chris Carson should play in that game at all. I don't think he will. I don't think people he, play Chris. He might, but I don't think he should. I feel you. Well, let's just... Let's get to the Seahawks Temple real quick because that's one thing that offensively, positively did stand out was how quickly they were getting up to the line and getting the offense going. It was it was nice to see. I really want to see how this is going to look week one with Russell Wilson, everyone, because we saw someone struggle offensively, the tight end. Ugh. He had, what, five penalties? Oh, you're talking about Dom Wood Anderson. Yeah, oh, that was a bad day. It, that was, was, had, it was unfortunate. He had, he, I want to say, five off starts. I can tell you all of them the right back. now. Hold on. I have it written down. Um, yeah, he had. That. Let's just, we could just stick to the Seahawks Temple, but that did stand out had, as like, yeah, damn. He had five penalties in the game. Not good. Uh, no, he had a, he had a, he had a rough day. Um, yeah, so the Temple stuff, I wrote a story about it from the defensive guy's point of view. And I think their view is a little bit more instructive than the offensive guys, believe it or not. And here's why. Seattle's defensive guys in practice are legitimately only reacting to what they're experiencing. Whereas when you ask the offensive guys about the, the scheme, they're, they are, they're, re, they're, re, they're reacting to the question based off what they've done in practice, but also what they're like, they know they can do. Yeah. If that makes sense, like they're they're projecting a little bit in their answers because they know the full playbook, they know the plan, they know the stuff that they even haven't even run yet. They know it's in there, right? So they're they're you know what kind of offense is it? That that'll be the question, and then the answer will, it'll be stuff that we've seen, but then it'll be stuff that they're projecting, and I don't like the projecting as much as I like the re, the reaction from the defensive guys because all they, they don't know the playbook, all they know is what they've had to cover in practice. So it feels like a more genuine response. So that's why I like to write a story about the offense from Seattle defense perspective because it felt a lot more honest and and like like I said genuine. Not to say the other guys are lying, but you get my point. 
Yeah. So when they say stuff, when LJ Collier says, hey, no, nah, man, like it's hard. They're going fast. And Jordan Brooks says that. When Marquise Blair says it, when Cody Barton says it, you can tell like that's because when they're out there, they feel they can feel it being faster. This is the first time we saw that yep. against the Broncos. And the first, I think the first drive of it was Magoo's third drive. See, I got my notes here. Um, Magoo's third drive. And actually, it was very encouraging. Um, it was like a, I got a 12 year, a quick pass to uh, Aaron Fuller, first down. John Arsua, first down. Uh, I think Magoo scrambled for a first down. And I was like, oh, this is all no huddle. This is all good stuff. And you can tell they just randomly threw it out there. Didn't do it the first drive, didn't do it the second drive. And just hit them with it. I think that's going to be like when they talk about tempo and they're going faster, it's because they'll be going at a slower pace, quote unquote, for a little bit. And all of a sudden, like, oh, they're moving. And when you're having successful plays, that's great. This is why. And this is what Tom Cable used to say to us, too. A negative play kills all that. So, like I mentioned, that Magoo drive, here are the next three plays on that drive. And for reference, this is the O-line on that drive. Stone, Forsyth, Jordan Simmons, Kyle Fuller, Phil Haynes, Tommy Champion, right tackle. So after those three first down plays in a row, Rashad Petty run for four yards. Rashad Petty run for one yard. Rashad Petty run for one yard. Tempo stalled, and there was a sack. So that that's kind of – and then – I'll say the next one before we go like into the analysis of it. So then Sean Mannion got a a little bit of a up, up tempo no huddle feel too in the third quarter. Early in the third quarter, I think it was, or midway through. His own line was Stone Simmons. Brad Lundblade was the, yeah. like the back third string center. That's you're deep in the bag out there. Um Phil Haynes, and then I don't know if I have a seven or a four in the, let's go with let's go with Tommy Champion. That's what I think. Uh, who was out there either that or with Jake Curran doesn't matter really uh so he had some so Sean got some tempo run too you had Alex Collins run Alex Collins run Alex Collins catch for a first down then boom Connor Weddington uh I think another 10 yard play Kay Johnson boom slant 14 yards they're moving it's great drop by Kay Johnson on the next play that was tough and even then DJ Dallas, wide open on swing passes. Defenses have decided not to guard that in the preseason. Whatever. Their choice. Bad call if you ask me. Um, that picks up 16 yards, but then bad throw by Sean, a drop by TikTok, and then a batted pass at the line of scrimmage, followed by a legal formation by my man who had a million penalties, and then a field goal. So their only scoring drive was a result of tempo, but – I thought both tempo drives were good to see, like you mentioned, but really instructive in that tempo is only as effective as the successful plays that it produces. Once you have a negative play or just a bad play, drive. Done. Not done, but like you just got to pump the brakes there. So that's why I'm not like gung-ho over the tempo type of thing. Maybe it'll be better because when it's Russell Wilson and DK running it and it won't that's be as from, many. That's the whole. You know what? To be fair, like I could, I could see that. And that's where I'm at with it. I realize this is not the starters. And the only time we get a glimpse of it is in practice. And even then they can't really show everything because, oh, it's practice. We don't want you guys talking about it much, but I do expect it to be more polished and more refined when the season starts. But right now what we're seeing is, the challenges that are coming within the new up-tempo offense. But I do think with Russell Wilson, DK, and the starting unit, it will be refined. They will be able to attack defenses, and it will be more successful. And ultimately, I guess it will take away from Russ having to scramble. And to be honest, I never figured this would change Russ from getting sacked. There are times where Russ just holds the ball. I think that is the bigger discussion that needs to be had regarding oh well this up tempo will allow Russ to get the ball quicker sometimes Russ just holds the ball it has nothing to do with how fast the offense is supposed to move if right. he's going to hold the ball and Tyler Lockett's open on a two yard out and he doesn't see him for whatever reason that's on Russ that's going to be another interesting tidbit I'm waiting to see week one okay how many times are going to do the up tempo and if Russ holds the ball now if Russ is brand new Russ not holding the ball, he's getting it out quick, and the sack decreases big time because, A, Russ is throwing the ball and not holding on to it and trying to create something, then, okay, 
Waldron, I, I feel you. I see what your offense is all about. I'm digging it. The up-tempo works. But right now we're going through a phase where we're just seeing the guy that will be subbing in or your backup quarterback if, knock on wood, Gress goes down. This is what it would look like. And for the most part, I'll take the positive from it, even though I know there was, like you mentioned, the plays, it, it went to a halt. It stopped, and it was like, Ugh, okay, this is yeah. not good. Even though their offense was at its it was at its best, quote unquote, when they were moving quicker. Yeah, I feel it. Yes. So we'll 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 leave that with a positive note. But let's get to the defense real quick because it was kind of shaky. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the defense that we saw from week one where the offense just couldn't put up enough points. The defense on Saturday night was What's the word I'm didn't, looking for, didn't Mike? Tackle well. It was a, oh, that man, was, yeah. There was a lot of missed tackles to Cody start. Barton, man, on the right sideline, running back just barely did a move, and Cody Barton whiffed, and he was pissed at himself. And it was like, yeah, that's a tackle you have to make because that was before the first down. You would have definitely had him short, but first down, tackling. Yeah, I got forward. Cody missing a tackle. Daryl Taylor missing yeah. a tackle. It was not pretty. Oh, Daryl's was bad in open field. That was yeah. Not- just I think those are both night. on Royce Freeman. I got Jordan Brooks missing a tackle, getting stiff armed. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, there was some. There was some really bad missed tackles. Um, Did anybody ask Pete in the presser by any chance? Nah, that nah. was. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man. I think we were trying to get out of there. Like, I think because for real, man, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was probably closer to like ten, but it. They lost by. Damn near 30. 30. <laughs> yeah, man. We none of the none of the real deal guys played. No one played particularly well. Half the damn pressures were about Nick Ballore. And it was just like shout out to Nick. I mean, playing linebacker and playing well, you know, for the most part that I thought. Um, but I mean, if that's the number one storyline out of your preseason, then that's not it's you not know great. Like, how, how interesting was the game really? Not to say Nick is uninteresting by all accounts, he's the funniest guy on the damn team. But this isn't about funny. This is about who produced on a Saturday night um, at, at a 7 p.m. kick Pacific yeah. time. We try and get out of here. Tell us the injury updates, which sound very bad. It sounds like BBK and John Rasu are done for a while, yeah. if not the whole, uh, whole whole year. John's looked bad. That look, One of them non-contact things looks like a ACL. It's bad. I, I guess I don't want to speculate too much, but those, those both sounded bad. Ryan Neal, oblique strain. Didn't sound great, but on the on the just the, the guys who did play and finish the game and stuff. The one thing I was looking at once I noticed that Denver was playing at starters was how Seattle's pass rush looked when Teddy was in there because that that's basically good on good, right? Yeah. Like their pass rush package that they um, they call it Cheetah um, is it it was Alton Robinson, L.J. Collier. Rasheem Green and Daryl Taylor. Like, that was their first couple cracks at it. Nothing. Yeah, it was tough. You didn't see much. Nope, nope, Which no pressure. Which is not a good sign considering they'll be in the rotation. Yeah, those are guys who are going to play on Sundays. And you may not start, they going up against play. The, Yeah, they were going against the starters, and it didn't really – I don't think the – we get the Seahawks got a first sack until what? The second unit uh, of the Broncos came? got one against the uh, Denver's backups. Yeah, and then Jared – he would they just blew an assignment and he was right there. I need to know how to say that dude's name. Is it is it Gerard? It's Jared. It's Jared. Jared Hewitt, yeah. J-R-R-O-D is Jared? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Damn. Because I, I thought it was Gerard and I was like, ain't he white? And I was like, there's hey, a white Gerard. The real I'm quick. Dead. Pull up the beast, man. Dane has it in there, I believe. I'm pretty so sure this is Dane. a pronunciation guide in the um oh, thing. He's just, okay. not, he, he's just not on here though. Oh well, there. All right, that that doesn't help. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it does not. It's weird which names they. Have. I'm looking at it now. It's weird which names they have the pronunciations for. And like I'm looking right now. Okay. 
like Marquise Blair's on here. Who doesn't know how to say Marquise? <laughs> how do they spell it? M A R K E S. M A R K E E C E. I would definitely look at his name and say Marquise, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, there's some, <laughs> there's some ones you probably like. Nick Ballore's on here, I guess maybe. Anyway, um, yeah, he had a sack too. But yeah, my point is, I wanted to see that group because those are that's two starters. Daryl and LJ are starters, so um, you want I wanted to see them. them get to the quarterback, get to Teddy, and they did not. Um, well, the all. biggest one was that fourth down. There was an opportunity there. It's fourth down. They're going for it. <laughs> this that is was the time. And then the cheetah group was on the, yeah, that on is the, the field. Time, that is the time where you go in and you make the play right there. That's when you make LJ Collier, Daryl Taylor. You, one of you guys make a play, and ultimately that didn't happen. It ended up being a first down, a huge first down. Would they get 30-plus yards on that play? I think 35. Yeah. yeah, 35. Yeah, that's, to your point, let me see something. <laughs> like, you're going to be in the rotation – this is against an offense that was struggling last year, and they're trying to figure out who their starting quarterback is. You got to mess all that up and get a sack. That's what you have to do there. And ultimately, specifically that on the edges, too. I was really looking at on that fourth down you're talking about, the one where yep. Teddy hits Jerry Judy yep. um, for 35 yards against a Keller Witherspoon. The edge guys were Alton and Daryl. And yeah. the same draft class. I know Alton played all last year, Daryl did not. But I was looking like, all right, here we go. Nothing. Didn't give me, didn't give me anything. Didn't give me anything on the the rep before that either. When um, Teddy threw a bad ball to KJ Hamler, I think is his yep. name, or Ken, so just, Ken or KJ, one of the two. Uh, no, nah, Ken, Ken, it can't be Ken. It's, I think it's KJ. I don't remember. It's KJ. It's KJ. KJ. Okay, cool. KJ um, I got all my notes right here, so that everybody can't see it. But yeah, I got all my notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like looking at the unit. I, we're not seeing anything from the corners. That's very disappointing. Not because the corners don't have talent; they're just not getting targets. Not that was a Kello's. Kello got uh, Kello got two targets. Um, in the game back to back drives. Yeah. yeah, one was he was in good coverage actually on the on the bad it was, throw. It was the same back shoulder that he did last last week that he got beat on, but this week it was a bad throw. And he he turned his head and he might have been able to make yeah, a play. If, if that was an on target throw, he'd probably picked that because he got his head yeah, around he, really quick. Exactly, yes. And then the next very next play is he gives up 35. So yeah, yeah. I, I need that all 22 because I couldn't tell because someone hit me on Twitter and asked, Are you sure Akello's good? And I in my head I want to throw out like, bro, that might have been covered three. So he he did his part. He just needed if he was waiting for inside help, it wasn't there. There was no safety help at all. He, but I, I couldn't tell if it was man. I really didn't know what demons yeah, there. In on I, that I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell either. But we're just not. I mean, either way, that's three targets for Akello in, th- in two games, which two games. isn't great. I haven't seen any targets from t- uh, Trey Brown, Trey Brown who, who played, who played a left cornerback on Seattle's second drive defensively to start the game, and some more sprinkled in. Demarius Randall not getting any targets. Pierre Desir barely getting any targets. Trey Flowers, I think, got one target, maybe two. So that's kind of disappointing. And that has nothing to do with the guys on the field. It's just looking back and I'm like, oh, what are my takeaways? What's my observations? Like, what players can I write about for my risers and fallers column? Oh, none of the guys that really matter are getting any burn in the back end. Can't tell anything from Ashari Crosswell, really. Um I'm sure, like the the coaches can, but like I can't want to see it in the game. Yeah, no, I, I I really can't. The main thing with those guys is well, on D. I thought that Jordan Brooks, I thought played a decent game. Um, yeah, I, it was good to see him in man too. He got beat for the first down, but it was good to see him competing and going head up against someone because usually cover three guys. But it was good to see him in man. He was there. He could have made a play a little bit behind, but that that's learning reps, and he's going to get better at it. And that's good that coaches out there giving him opportunities with man defense because ultimately there's going to be times where you have to go man. You're going to need to put pressure in the blitz, and if he's better at covering, that can be a deflected pass, interception, you name it, especially with this defensive line unit, the starters, that is, with the rotations that they have, it should be pretty damn good. And after blitzing, that means opportunities for interceptions, deflected passes, you name it. So I like, I did like seeing Jordan out there running around a little free. That was good to see. The album be a little harder on. I don't like, I don't like giving up. The, well, I don't like giving up the explosive play there though. He gave no, up I a twenty-one you, year, twenty-one yard pass to a tight end. I ain't heard that's of. A learning before. experience. That's where, that's where a Bobby comes in and gives you a little one-two. Oh, this is what you got to do. Is this cat name? 
Eric Sobert. Is his name on the pronunciation card? That his name not on here. It needs to be on here. I don't know how to say that. It's Sobert. S O E B E R T, something like that. S A U B E R T. That's what it was. Yeah. Sob Sorbet. Oh no. They said it on television, but I didn't write it down. (laughs) Yeah, 21 yard pass play um against uh JB. Um, which yeah, I mean it'll happen, but you don't want to see it happen. You want to see the guy make the play. You want to see it now, Mike. You want to see it now, and you can learn. I don't ever want to see him do a big explosive play. <laughs> Why would I want to see that? Because it's gonna get beat. But if you get beat in preseason, you can go back and work on it, and it doesn't happen in a big game or in game one. In That's theory. all I'm getting. At. In That's theory. what I was. Yeah, saying. and you're right. You're right in theory, but yes. I just don't want. To. I don't want to see it from. T- if you get beat in a preseason game, and it's like like next week, if it's you know Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen. Yeah, or something. Like how Which it should never be, but hey, if you're in cover three, yeah. you never know. Yeah, so something like that. Then it's like, mm, don't want to see that either, but things happen. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater and Eric Sorbet? Have you said this brother's name? Hey, just Eric. Just... <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that in appreciate I feel you. I I don't. I think that's I think we saw a similar play um again in week eleven against the Cardinals, uh, where a tight end had a big play down down to the goal line. Uh, on JB, I think I think that's I think that is what happened. I have to go back and look, but yeah, I don't I don't want to see that. Other, uh, like I think he has he had he had more good plays and bad plays for sure. I thought he missed some really good tackles, was flying. I think on yeah, the on screenplay, he had a really he sniffed it out. Yeah, well, he, he got shared off the, the tackle. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that was good. that was very impressive. I think on the on that touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. You know that where the so running weird. backs laying on top of the pile and the they they told us in their press box it's like yeah Dalton. Let me say this good name. Dalton Reisner takes uh gets credited for a fumble recovery touchdown. Did no, he no, no. The ball? He took the ball from his teammate and went to the end zone. That was the most schoolyard stuff I I'd ever know you seen. You can do that. That's the first time I've you ever can't seen do that. You okay, cannot. there it is. Yeah. Um on that play, I believe it's Jordan who comes in like a freaking missile and is the reason why the, the running back is stuck on the top of the pile like an ant or a little, little roly poly bug on their back. Um you know, talk about the little roly poly potato a bug. Beetle? No, it's not a beat. It's like a little roly poly bug. Oh, uh, potato maybe. bug. Yeah, potato bug. Yeah, there yeah. Gonna be on the back. That's what uh, the running back looked like. His legs just flowing. Oh. Yeah, just stuck. I think it was JB that did that, or Jordan Brooks. And then um, he had, I don't know if he had a tackle for loss, but he had a tackle for no gain. Um, I just thought he made some plays. And then he, had, I think he made probably like three or four plays that I really liked. And then got beat on the one for twenty-one yards down to the one. And then had that missed tackle where he got uh, stiff armed by I think by Royce Freeman. Yeah, so that nice. That's why I called it a decent game. More if you have more good than bad, decent. You know, you don't give up any touchdowns. Um, you don't blow any assignments or anything like that. I thought that's solid. Like I was watching that game thinking that dude is probably a starter. Like even if I didn't know either team very well, I would have probably watched him like, oh, 56 in blue is like. He's good. That's that's what I wanted to see. I just didn't want to see you know, give up the big play. Um, but either way, the linebackers, I didn't feel like I could gauge too much. It really was just the front. I really wanted to see the front, and I wanted to see the corners. And I didn't get to see much from the corners. And I saw the front against the Denver starters and was like, mm, could be it could better. be better. <laughs> it could definitely be better. I, w- I would like to see Daryl have a mean spin move in him. Because that's why like he was going, he was getting really far upfield um a lot. And I want to see him just like anticipate that and then just throw on the brakes and you know, whirlwind and then just turn into something nasty. Like I think he's got that in him. Do I think when he's gonna watch the tape, that should be the next step that him and Clint Hurts looking at the D-line coach and being like, yo, we can get you the secondary move and you're gonna be a stud. But right now it just looks, looks really raw, which makes sense. It's only a second NFL game. Uh but you're gonna play another team starters. Produce Rasheem producing Rasheem that had a sack every game against backups, but hey, he's he's producing. <laughs> exactly. Before we get out of here, let's talk about something that we agree on, actually, in regards to your starters playing in the final preseason game. I don't think the Seahawks should play Russ. I don't think they should play any starters, to be honest. I just think that's just an opportunity for guys that are fringe to try to make the team. Mm-hmm. I, you, you mentioned it. I think maybe we were just talking off wax, or you might even sit on the pot, but 
you're like, I will take the risk of Russ being a little rusty <laughs> than having the risk of losing Russ for I don't know how many weeks if something happens. I will take yes. that risk. Russ BBK is going to got hurt on a kickoff, bro. Untouched. It it just takes one wrong step. It's just not worth it. Like at this point, really not. I wouldn't even play um, LJ Collier. No, no starters. If you are in no. the rotation, you're not playing. Now, fringe guys, you're playing because you're have an opportunity to make the team. But and if you you're play a the whole starter, game, I get as many snaps as you want. Yeah, that's and you're gonna get tired, and <laughs> no one's gonna help you. But you want to make the team. This is what it takes. I wouldn't play any starters because there's what they have. They'll have 84 players by this. No. On they're the, at 86 right now. Remember the okay, German dude doesn't 80, count. Okay. And they'll get down to 81. 81. With by the, Saturday. every other team will be at 80. Okay. Except for the Seahawks, said, Niners, Rams, and Cardinals. They all have a, a international player, so that correct. that player doesn't count. So everyone has 80 or 81 in the league. So I would sit. All my starters, uh, as long as we have enough healthy bodies to like field a team, because um, yeah. you know at the, up front of the D line you need some, you need like a rotation. You can't just have four guys. Like it's impossible. So I make sure we have a rotation. So maybe if LJ wants to play, Rasheem could play. You know, Daryl Daryl Taylor should still play. He needs the reps. Alden Robinson can play, but everyone else. No. See that actually it gets tricky at the corner spots though, because I do want Trey to play. And I think Akello does need those reps. I would be okay if Akello didn't, to be honest. I Trey would, Flowers needs the reps. Trey Flowers needs the reps. I would be okay if if, if they decide, Akello, you're sitting out, I'm okay with that, to be honest, just because he should be getting a feel for how this Seahawks defense is going, his responsibility, and he knows it's all about consistency. He knows that he needs to play better mm-hmm. and just be consistent. That's really what it comes down to. The Seahawks believe him. They gave him a contract. It is what it is. Move forward. I don't. I personally don't think he needs to be out there. It would be nice, but I get it. You rather see him healthy on the field week one than banged up, and that's where I'm at with it. Now that I, I, I want to see what he can do though, though. so I, I would. I feel you though. I, him, I would play. Maybe if you, I'll be a little generous. Maybe the first few series, right? He like only two played like two series today. He played more than that, didn't he? Nah, he uh Trey came in after the first series. Oh, Trey Brown. And, yeah, and then um I think Akello didn't come back in until he came in the final series of the first half. And I think he came in a little later. He was bouncing back well. and forth. Yeah, so maybe bad. like three series. That's cool. I think that's 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 fine. Give him some room against the Chargers start. I want to see him against the Chargers starters. Do we know that's if thing. anyone? I, do we know if any I don't, of I don't know if the Chargers are playing their starters? I have to ask. Um, what's our Chargers guy? Daniel. I'd have to ask him. But I mean, I just too. I think today was a really good. Like they were getting non-contact injuries today. I don't know what happened to uh, Ryan Nails oblique, but. I don't even know where your oblique is, to be honest. But I think that's up here somewhere. Your chest oblique. Where's it's... your oblique? It was just down here. And okay, rib cage type of thing. Man. I don't know. I didn't see what happened to Ryan Neal. I just saw him going to the locker room. But I did see what happened to Ben Burkevin and John Arsua. And the, that's non-contact. That's just running. Yeah, it's they, not they, good. Their seasons might yeah, have ended because right they here, was running. Man. Where in your rib cage area? Yeah, right it's in oblique. Here. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So that's, so that's probably good. that probably he probably hit something. Um, he had to hit him. a tackle. Uh, well, he's on defense, so you never know. But I, I think uh, I w- those those plays happening, you having non-contact injuries to guys like that, and stuff that could knock him out for the year. Yeah. Like I'll take Rusty Russ. I'll take Rusty Bobby. Bobby's going to figure out how to tackle. If he hasn't Trust done it in a little bit, he'll figure it back out. Like he's he's fine. I probably wouldn't play Jordan Brooks because he was down linebackers. Just that's I seen JB. He could play. Don't need him back out there again. Cody, sure. Um, Lakeem Williams, sure. Uh, sign whoever else. Nick Bellore. Shout out Nick Bellore. I guess we can end the show with him. Shout out to him. He did. He was. He was doing his thing. He's playing both sides of the ball. I be telling people all the time. There are people in the NFL who could play both sides. Multiple, like a couple dozen, I think. Would I have thought one of them was Nick Ballore? No. No. But, 
<laughs> but he can do it. And the fact that he can do it suggests that like some other guys can do it as well. Also, shout out to DJ Dallas, who had two really good kick returns and is taking the lead there, it looks like, between him, Freddie Swain, Trey Brown, DJ Reed. DJ uh DJ Dallas is putting a putting his name in the hat. But I don't think any of those main guys should play. I really don't. Let these guys figure it out. Let them fight for jobs. If you know somebody's job is secure, don't risk an ankle roll or a, you know, bicep injury. I don't know. Whatever. I don't even want to guess the injuries. Just it's just not worth it. As much as I like cringe at watching a bunch of backups um, at seven o'clock on a Saturday, I'll do it because these guys are fighting for a job, and that's my job to cover it. I just need to be able to bring beer in there. That's my only. That's my only ask. <laughs> Next week, maybe I'll smuggle some in a flask or something. I'll figure it out. So I hope they're not watching this show because then they're gonna check your flask. <laughs> I know people on the inside. I'll figure it out. They don't know who I know in there. I know a lot of people who work in the Seahawks uh, facility. Well, there you have it. Thank you guys for tapping in with another Seahawks Man to Man episode. We appreciate all the love and support. Be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's try to get us to 1,000 because we have a bunch of ideas and we want to give them to you, but we have to have 1,000 followers. Can you believe that? There's a set number before we can add to what we are already what we are already doing. That's crazy. But, yeah, appreciate the love and support. Mike, is there anything you want to add before we shake, man? Uh, appreciate you guys, as always. Appreciate all the YouTube people um, who, who watch us. We're going to try to bring you as many YouTube episodes as we can. Like Chris said, we got to get the subscribers up so we can get all fancy with it. It's like getting extra little VC coins and you're my player on 2K. We got to upgrade. We got to keep performing. So that's that's it. And then everybody who's still rocking with us on the, the audio version too while you're walking your dog, you're at work, you're driving to work, whatever. Appreciate the love. Um, yeah, appreciate the love. That's it. That's all I got. All right. We will catch you guys. If not, well, Monday we'll be on the radio. So tap in with us on 950 KJR Sports Radio. We will be doing radio Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then we'll figure it out if we're going to have a guest on. We might be able to do something Thursday. If not, we'll catch you guys for the final preseason game as we prepare for man, 2021. New season. New campaign. Be back at it. On that note, we'll talk to you guys later. Maybe you should smoke some and try the marijuana. I was never you good. The vibe was straight, so you a couple.